أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه Rabbi şrah li sadri ve yassir li emri ve ahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Assalamu alaykum ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can find the episodes of this series wherever you get your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Inshallah. A rough translation of the text we will be um, reading and reflecting upon today, which is going to be the 21st word, inshallah, is also copied uh, at this website. You can go to podcasts, then words, then the 21st word and scroll down to the relevant section. So this is a new treatise and Bismillah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of God, the merciful, the mercy giver. Astaghfirullah. billah. Inna salata kanat ala al-mu'minina kitaban mawquta. This is uh, the end of the verse, chapter 4th, uh, verse 103 in the Quran. And a possible meaning would be, for prayer is obligatory for the believers at prescribed times. So, this is going to be about prayer. Uh, those who have been following this podcast for a while will remember that the ninth word was also about prayer. It was about the wisdom in the allocation of the times of prayer. This is going to be uh, more about, more about uh, the necessity of praying five times a day and why the human being is in need of this and how the challenges that that satan brings up and the lower soul uh, brings up against us uh, to to discourage us from prayer how can those challenges be overcome inshallah uh, or rather a correction the 21st word has two stations this is the first station we will come to the second station inshallah later so bir zaman sinnen cismen rütbeten büyük bir adam bana dedi namaz iyidir fakat her gün her gün beşer defa kılmak çoktur bitmediğinden usanç veriyor once a man who was great age wise bodily and in rank told me prayer is good however Performing it every day and five times every day is too much. Since it never ends, it causes weariness. O zatın o sözünden hayli zaman geçtikten sonra nefsimi dinledim, işittim ki aynı sözleri söylüyor. Ve ona baktım, gördüm ki tembellik kulağıyla şeytandan aynı dersi alıyor. O vakit anladım, o zat o sözü bütün nüfus emmarenin namına söylemiş gibidir. Veya söylettirilmiştir. O zaman ben dahi dedim, madem nefsim emmaredir, nefsini ıslah etmeyen başkasını ıslah edemez, öyleyse nefsimden başlarım. 
A long time after these words by this person, I listened to my lower soul. So we should also do that, inshallah, right? We should listen to our lower soul. When it is time for prayer, are we getting up with enthusiasm? And actually, are we looking forward to the prayer and getting up before it is time for prayer, taking wudu and being you know, prepared if we are able to, uh, there is the opportunity nearby going to a masjid, a mosque and waiting for the prayer time there. Or if not, going to our prayer rock in our house, asking other people in our household to come join us and waiting for the prayer there. Or first, are we not recognizing that the prayer time has come? And when we recognize, are we telling ourselves, oh, let me finish this, let me finish that, let me finish, you know, let me do this, let me, let me eat, let me, I don't know, let me, you know, finish watching this video, let me finish writing that paragraph. Let me finish, uh, you know, putting this food in the pot on the stove and delaying and delaying and delaying and, you know, shortly before it is time for prayer or when we reach a point where we are like, <laughs> I'm, I might be able to miss this prayer. Are we then going to the you know, bathroom, taking wudu? So what is our, what is the state of our lower soul? What is it commanding us? And to what extent are we able to overcome its reluctance, its dawdling, its resistance? This is an important question that we need to ask to ourselves. Because especially um, with regard to the Fajr prayer and the Aisha prayer, the first prayer at dawn and the last prayer in the, in the night, right? A reluctance to get up, especially in the morning, a reluctance for, uh, to get up from the bed and to you know, take wudu and pray is, associate, is associated with Hypocrisy. We may be saying that we believe, but that belief, that faith may not have um, pervaded to, to, uh, into, into our heart. It may not have infused our spirit. And therefore, we may be under risk, right? Under risk of hypocrisy. So we need to ask this question. A long time after these words by this person, I listened to my lower soul. I heard it say the same things. So this is Bedu'uz Zaman Said Nursi, Ustad Nursi speaking. This is a person that we know as a saint of God, that we know has devoted his entire life purely to, um, to, to struggling on the path of pleasing his Lord. And he says, I heard it say, his lower soul, his nafs say, the same things as that man said, right? What is the same thing again? Prayer is good. However, performing it every day and five times every day is too much. Since it never ends, it causes weariness. So that's what his nafs said. I looked at it. So then he, you know, concentrates on the nafs, on the lower soul. I looked at it and saw it receiving the same lesson from Satan with the ear of laziness. That lesson that 
great men in terms of age, physique, uh, rank, said that same lesson, Ustad Nusi's lower soul was receiving from Satan. How? With the ear of laziness. Laziness comes from the lower soul. It doesn't come from Satan. But when laziness comes, it opens up a a uh, you know window or it you know the, the Satan is always calling so it picks up the phone and starts listening to the uh, to Satan through the receiver right and Satan says well yeah it's too much right it's you know maybe once a day or maybe three times a day maybe you can join those prayers maybe you can skip today you know you, you pray yesterday you, you pray every day that's what Satan does it whispers it doesn't have any um, you know actual force or strength or power or whatever on us right it doesn't make us lazy but we do have laziness the lower soul does have laziness and when it is in that state of laziness it picks up the receiver then i understood that as though that person had said those words in the name of all evil commanding souls or had been made to say so right this is the position of all evil commanding souls. That is the lowest degree of the, 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 the lower soul, the compulsive soul, the nafs. And we all start from there. We try to move on to you know, higher degrees of, you know, from nafsul ammara to nafsul lawama to nafsul mutma'inna and so on and so forth. There are these degrees of uh, the soul, uh, you know, self-blaming soul, for instance, comes next. And many of us, you know, linger in that area. But sometimes we fall back, we, we move between these stages too. And the evil commanding soul always commands evil. So I understood that as though that person had said those words in the name of all evil commanding souls or had been made to say so. You know, he was made the megaphone, he was made the articulator of this notion. And Ustad Nursi wants to respond to this. So I said, since my lower soul is an evil commanding soul, that's where he thought his lower soul was, right? And that's, that's where we all uh, need to see when we look at our souls because we should be in a position to see the evils of our souls if we are so so um heedless that we cannot even see the evil in our souls as evil then we are in trouble right at the beginning of uh, these podcasts i always like to uh, make the dua, the supplication. Allahumma erinal haqqa haqqan marzukna ittiba'a. O God, um, show us truth as truth and bless us with or provide us with, uh, you know, following it. And then, wa erinal batla batla marzukna ittiba'a. And show us falsehood as falsehood and bless us with staying away from it. So, we want to be able to see evil as evil, falsehood as falsehood. If we cannot even do that, then we are in trouble. And, you know, we are in the best position to see the evils of our souls. And when we turn that, if we are not able to see anything, then, you know, we are in trouble because 
the lower soul always, you know, commands evil. Unless trained, right? But who among us can claim to have trained our soul? Because if we made such a claim, right? That would then open up the gates for ostentation and arrogance and whatnot. And therefore, we will be, we will be commanding, uh, committing evil. So when we turn to our lower souls, we should be able to see the evil it does. And that's what Bedir Zaman Ustad Nursi uh, was seeing when he turned to his, his soul, right? So I said, since my lower soul is an evil commanding soul, and he who does not reform his soul or improve, purify his soul, cannot reform others, in that case, I begin with my own soul. That's where I begin. And that's where we should all begin too. Dedim, ey nefis. Cehli mürekkep içinde, tembellik döşeğinde, gaflet uykusunda söylediğin şu söze mukabil, beş ikazı benden işit. I said, all over soul, in response to these words that you are uttering in a state of compounded ignorance, in the bed of laziness and the slumber of heedlessness, hear these five warnings from me. Why compounded ignorance? Because the lower soul is in a state of ignorance, is in a state of being infatuated with evil, laziness, heedlessness, but it doesn't know that it is in these states either. And that's why it is heedless, right? So not knowing and not knowing that you don't know is compounded ignorance. And laziness is, you know, what it wants to do. It wants to do nothing. So Ustad Nursi then comes up with five warnings, five teachings uh, to the lower soul. And we should listen to those as though they are addressed to our own lower souls. We should not listen to them as though they are addressed to Ustad Nursi's lower soul or to the lower soul of anybody else, but to our own lower souls, inshallah. First warning. Ey bedbaht nefsim! Acaba ömrün ebedi midir? Hiç kat'i senedin var mı ki gelecek seneye belki yarına kadar kalacaksın? Oh my unfortunate soul. Wonder, do you have an, an eternal lifespan? Right? Will you live to eternity? Do you have any definitive voucher to vouch that you will stay till next year or even till tomorrow? Now this is, you know, this may sound poetic or literary or whatever. Forget about that. Ask this question to yourself. And I should be asking this question to myself. Do I have any guarantee, any voucher, any, any promise, right? An IOU that says, I will be here till next year. Did God give any one of us an IOU that says, I will keep you there in that world? forever to eternity until next year till next month till tomorrow till an hour from now no no none of us none of us has that oh my lower soul you have no guarantee that you'll be here 
an hour from now. Sana usanç veren tevehümü ebediyettir. Keyif için ebedi dünyada kalacak gibi nazlanıyorsun. Eğer anlasaydın ki ömrün azdır, hem faydasız gidiyor, elbette onun 24'ten birisini hakiki bir hayat-ı ebediyenin saadetine medar olacak bir güzel ve hoş ve rahat ve rahmet bir hizmete sarf etmek, usanmak şöyle dursun, belki ciddi bir iştiyak ve hoş bir zevki tahrike sebep, sebep olur. What wearies you? What causes that weariness? That reluctance that, you know, I've done this so many times, enough, right? That nasty sense, what worries you, is the supposition of eternity. Just to enjoy yourself, you are feigning reluctance as though you will remain eternally in the world. Right? If you were to remain eternal in the world, that would mean there is no accountability. Uh, and, you know, this is, you would, you would, suspend uh, belief and say, you know, I don't have to pray this. I don't need to do it, right? I don't owe it. But that's not the case. You owe it. You're not going to stay here to eternity. What varies you is the supposition of eternity. To enjoy yourself, you are feigning reluctance as though you will remain eternally in the world. Had you understood that your lifespan is brief and it is departing without benefit, surely spending one twenty-fourth of it for an agreeable, comfortable, and merciful service that will be the grounds for the felicity of eternal life would be the cause for stimulating serious motivation and an agreeable pleasure, let alone causing weariness. Well, is, it, is that not the case? We all, well, most of us, work, right? If we receive in return for our labor what we feel that we deserve, or sometimes if we receive even more than what we deserve out of the affluence of whoever is paying us, out of the generosity of whoever is paying us, we feel this enthusiasm as we go to work. We want to do it. We've, we enjoy our work. We get pleasure from our work. We work with energy, vigor, enthusiasm. Why? Because we are created that way. We are hardwired that way. If, if the, the futra, if the innate um, nature that we are created with, right? The 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 the, the factory uh, setting. If that is not corrupted, we like to earn our living. We like to earn our living, and when we work, if we are earning what we do, what we feel like we deserve, or more than that, that's all the better. We like it. So, what does the prayer earn for us? Had you understood that your lifespan is brief and it is departing without benefit, surely spending one twenty-fourth of it for an agreeable, comfortable and merciful service, that will be the grounds for what? 
the felicity of eternal life. Can we even ever deserve that? What can we do in this world with the capacities that we have or don't have to earn eternal felicity? To earn, say, X thousand dollars, X thousand pounds, uh, liras, dinars, whatever. We work a month. We go to work eight to five, eight hours a day, uh, sometimes more than that. Sometimes we break our backs to make a meager living. So that is the capacity we have for most people. That's the capacity we have. That's the worth of our labor. That's what we judged that the worth of our labor is in the society. That's what our intellects tell us. For most people. So, with that capacity in mind, what is it that we can do to earn eternal felicity? Nothing. Nothing. However, here there is this opportunity that is, well, that is an effusion of mercy. There is no other way to explain it. The Creator who is in a position to give us eternal felicity tells us one out of 24 hours of your day. Spend it in prayer, dedicated to prayer. And as we went over this in the ninth word, it is agreeable, it is pleasurable. As we are inundated with the hustle and bustle and chores and whatnot troubles of the, the, the world in, throughout our days, we need an opportunity to stop, take a, take a breath, relax, de-stress, ground, and re-energize. Prayer, in, in addition to all other benefits, Prayer is that moment, right? Prayer is that opportunity, is that break. It is out of mercy. It is, it is something that gives us comfort. It's agreeable. And in addition to all of these, it is the grounds for the felicity of eternal life. So had we understood this, and I don't mean had we understood the words that I am reading and uttering now no had we understood the meaning of this had that had we internalized that had our heart grasped that meaning and attached the value that it attaches to things to it attached the appropriate value to it then right then that would be the cause for stimulating serious motivation. We would be motivated to pray. And we would receive an agreeable pleasure from it. Let alone causing weariness. There would not be place for weariness. Do we feel weary when we do things that we like? We need to learn to enjoy prayer. Now, 
ultimately there will always be a uh, a resistance a pushback from the lower soul because that is the point we do this for god's sake and the the stronger the pushback and our effort to overcome that the higher the reward the closer it brings us to our lord therefore there is a wisdom in this pushback however that pushback is there not to yield to it is there to overcome to work to overcome and therefore we need to teach ourselves to overcome that and at that point we will we will also begin to feel pleasure because it is the lower soul that that um, produces the pushback that feels the weariness but we are not limited to our lower souls we have a heart we have a spirit we have this um, inner reality this secret in the heart that knows God we have all sorts of subtle faculties that benefit from the prayer even our physical body benefits from the prayer if nothing else right it is exercise therefore even though our lower soul may keep pushing back it can be convinced and overcome and then the spirit the heart the secret and other faculties can enjoy prayer prayer becomes something enjoyable and this gives the spirit the heart more strength to overcome the lower soul it arms them we need to teach our souls we need to teach our spirits to enjoy prayer second warning oh my lower soul this is a this is a a beautiful question Ustad Nursi really twists the, the idea uh, in a really beautiful way oh my lower soul oh my lower soul that is in love with the stomach oh my gluttonous lower soul wonder you eat bread each and every day or you eat like food beautiful uh, delicious food each and every day you drink water and breathe the air do these weary you have you heard of anybody who says well you know I, I i really feel this weariness uh, from drinking water but every day i drink water now okay i get it uh, sometimes we or some people corrupt their innate nature to such an extent that even drinking water may give them weariness because they 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 get themselves used to drinking say juice they become addicted to the sugar in the juice or may god protect they drink alcohol and they get they get addicted to the alcohol and therefore when they feel thirsty instead of water they desire that right but at the end of the day whatever they drink has water in it then right they need the water and they want the sugar and ingesting that liquid does not weary them because they want it 
We eat every day. Is there anybody out there who says, you know, I ate yesterday. It's such a banal thing. Like, I don't want to keep doing this. I'm not going to do it today. Or, most obviously, I inhaled a few seconds ago. Do I say, well, I inhaled, you know, so many thousands of times today. Enough, I'm not going to inhale. None of these wear us. We do all of them, uh, sometimes automatically, but with desire, with sometimes with enthusiasm, right? We do them and we don't say, oh, enough. We don't say enough for any of these things. Madem vermiyor, çünkü ihtiyaç teker ustanç değil, belki telezüz ediyorsun. Öyle ise, Haneyi cismimde senin arkadaşların olan kalbimin gıdası, ruhumun ağabey hayatı ve latife-i rabbaniyemin havai nesimini cezbe celbeden namaz dahi seni usandırmamak gerektir. Since they do not, right, eating, drinking, breathing, they do not cause weariness. Since they do not, because since the need repeats, you feel pleasure, not weariness. Right? The pleasure you you get is from the fulfillment of the need. And when the need repeats, the pleasure repeats. In that case, the prayer that attracts and summons the nutrition for my heart, the water of life for my spirit, and the sweet breeze of my lordly subtle faculty, which are your friends in the house of my body, should not wear you either. Right? This is, we are instructing the lower soul. Look, lower soul, you are not alone in this in this body or in this existence you have friends this is a house you have roommates right and the the um, existence and continuity of the household depends on their coexistence with you if they were to go you would not be able to continue either you would be desperate you, you need them and you have to live with them. And they need these things. My heart right, needs nutrition. The way you have this connection with the stomach and you love it and you are always uh, you know, watching for it. The way you desire nutritious and delicious food for the stomach. Look. Your roommate, my heart, needs nutrition. And its nutrition is not bread and meat and, I don't know, vegetables and fruits. No. It has other kinds of nutrition that it needs. It needs to commune with its Lord. It needs beautiful words. It needs tranquility. It needs the company of beautiful people. And ultimately, all of these things it needs because they connect him to its Lord. The water of life of my spirit, right? My spirit gets thirsty. It wants to be quenched. It wants water, right? It wants light. It wants to be illuminated. And the sweet breeze of my Lord, the subtle faculty. This is 
referring to the secret in the heart. We don't really know what it is. It is not something that we we uh, identify and uh, isolate in our existence and sense what it is exactly, but we all feel it. And, and there are people who have improved their self-awareness to such an extent that they can also isolate and understand it. But otherwise, it's a secret. It is an innermost secret. And what it does is it knows God. It feels the presence, existence of God and feels itself in His presence, right? And it needs to receive this lordly breeze, the sweet breeze from God all the time. But all the hustle and bustle of life veil those lights, veil those breezes, right? Block the, the, the reception of that nutrition. Therefore, oh, the lower soul, you should stop bothering. You should stop blocking that light. You should stop blocking that breeze so that your roommates, the heart, the spirit, the secret, that Lord is subtle faculty can also receive what they need. And what's happening here should not weary you. you. You should have some, you know, conscience. And you should be happy that your roommates, whom you need, are receiving what they need to. Evet, nihayetsiz teessürat ve elemlere maruz ve mübtela. Ve nihayetsiz telezzüzata ve emellere meftun ve pür sevda, bir kalbin kut ve kuvveti, her şeye kadir, her şeye kadir bir rahimi kerimin kapısının niyaz ile çalmakla elde edilebilir. Yes, the sustenance and strength of a heart that is subject to and afflicted with endless distress and pains and infatuated and wildly in love with endless delights and expectations can be attained by knocking with beseechment on the door of a mercy giving and munificent one who has power over power over all things so we mentioned the heart the spirit and the subtle lordly faculty we are going to go over each one of them one by one yes the sustenance and strength of a heart that is subject to what is the state of the heart, right? Why does the, the heart needs that sustenance and that strength? It is subject to and afflicted with endless distress and pains. All sorts of things put the heart to distress. It sees, say, a, um, a mosquito caught in a spider web and you know, buzzing and trying to escape and of course it's not able to and the spider comes and bites and does what it does with the, the mosquito eats it now from one side this is pleasurable because the poor spider has found its provision but the heart also becomes distressed by perceiving uh, the, the, the distress and distress that the mosquito is going through and the heart is distressed when 
um, it wants eternity and feels like it's trapped in this temporary world especially if the lower soul overcomes the intellect and the person stops believing in God and eternity and so on and so forth if the, the heart is cut off I mean at the core it is it has that belief but if it is cut off from this opportunity it's distress when it um, separates from loved ones it's distress when it thinks about separating from loved ones it attaches value to things and it is always in this state of anxiety about losing them and it is infatuated and, in, and, and widely in love with endless delights. That's in you know, the things that it loves, right? It loves the beautiful greenery of the spring. It loves the clear sky. It loves sunlight. It loves the company of good people. It loves this, it loves that. It loves all of them, right? It is widely in love with them. It is infatuated with all these uh, delights. And it also has expectations for the future. Right? It expects the, um, the baby that God had blessed it with as its child to live on and to live on beyond it. Right? It doesn't want its child to live shorter than it. It wants to live long but it doesn't want to live longer than the, the, the child that it is in love with, right? It expects, it has expectations. The heart is attached to things. The heart gets attached to things. It doesn't want to lose the things that it is attached to. It expects them to lust. Okay, this is the state of the heart. But how is, how are, how is this distress going to be uh, calmed down? How is, how are these expectations going to be fulfilled? How are these delights going to be uh, not going to turn into pains with the fear of their departure? We look around and what we see in this world is everything is temporary. There is nothing in this world that can vouch for their eternity, for, for their perpetuation. Thus the heart needs, thus the heart needs someone who gives them eternity, who is powerful to, to fend off its, its distresses, who has the will and capacity to, to, um, to clear its afflictions, to, to calm, assuage its pains, to keep going it, to keep giving its delights to it and assuring the fulfillment of its expectations. Who is that? Who is that other than God? That entity does not exist in this world. It is the creator of this world that is beyond, above and beyond this world. It is the mercy-giving and munificent God and the heart it is not enough for the heart to know 
to know the existence of this mercy-giving and munificent, all-powerful entity. It wants to know that, and it is essential. But it also wants to feel his presence. And what better place to feel that presence other than the prayer? That is a gift that God has given to the to 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 all believers and especially you know five times a day the ummah of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam out of his mercy for him and his ummah. It's an opportunity. Evet. Let's move on to the spirit. Evet. Şu fani dünyada kemali süratle vaveylahi firakı koparan giden ekser mevcudatla alakadar bir ruhun ağabey hayatı ise her şeye bedel bir mabudu bakinin bir mahbubu sermedinin çeşme-i rahmetine namaz ile teveccüh etmekle içilebilir. Yes. As for the water of life for a spirit that is connected in this temporary temporal world with most existent beings. Like the spirit is connected. It has these relations, connections, attachments. Well, the heart attaches, but the spirit has these connections with all sorts of things. I mean, starting from the body itself, right? This body is, um, is temporal. It is not essential to our existence. Our spirit existed before the body was ever brought into existence. Our spirit existed when we said Bala to our Lord when he called us all um, as narrated in the plains of Arafah and asked us, am I not your Lord? And when we said, yes, Bala, of course, you are our Lord. The spirit existed then. And then the spirit existed uh, in the wombs of our mothers when the body was very different from what it is now. And then the body took form, evolved, developed, and took, you know, became what it is now. But the spirit is not dependent on the body. The body is dependent on the spirit to continue its existence. The spirit is de the spirit depends on the body to to interact with this temporal world. And therefore it is connected. Right? The spirit needs the eyes to see the physical objects of this world. The spirit needs the ear to hear the vibration of air. The spirit needs the, uh, the skin to touch, sense, and also for the preservation of the body. Right? So the spirit is connected with all of these things, but it is also connected, right? The spirit is also connected with the... Um, with, with, with the trees out there, right? Because when it sees the beauty in those trees, it is, it expands, right? It enjoys this. So it doesn't need, it is not connected to the eyes only, but also the, the, the greenery, the leaves, the, the, the beautiful colors of the flowers and so on and so forth. So for the, as for the water of life, for a spirit that is connected in this temporal world with most existent beings. Most existent beings. And that's a, a distinction 
for the human spirit because the elephant is not the spirit of the elephant is not connected with most existent beings it is connected with its uh the other elephants in its herd the ground it's walking on the air it's breathing the water it's drinking the, the uh, tree the leaves of which it is eating right you can list this and maybe come up with a hundred things that it is connected with and that's the extent of the connection of its spirit but the human being through its intellect and imagination which is something that we talked before many times over through its intellect and uh, imagination grasps uh, conceptualizes feels and ultimately needs and connects with everything almost everything with most existent beings right the spirit that is connected in this temporal world with most existent beings but the state of those existent beings is that they that depart with perfect rapidity raising a squall of separation the trees the winter comes the leaves fall it's you know back to bone dry wood the body that we live in gets older and not is not able to do the things that it used to do easily in the past the eyes see less the ears hear less the taste buds taste less the touch is you know awkward uh, the 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 legs start to have uh, pins and needles and the fingers start to have this and they are they are departing rap rapidly and as they depart they they raise a squall of separation so where is that water life water of life going to come from what is as for that water of life it can be drunk by turning with prayer to the fountain of mercy of an everlasting worshipped one and a perpetual beloved everlasting right that's key here the trees don't last the body doesn't last none of those millions billions of things that the spirit is connected with in this world last but but what are they they are mere manifestations of the names and attributes and the product the artifact of the will and power and knowledge of an everlasting worshiped one he is the source one who finds the source you know does not need the does not feel when feel uh, destitute does not feel sorry when the things that are coming from the source move on if you stand by a spring a you know gushing spring uh, you, you don't feel upset that water is flowing away it's coming from the spring you have found the spring and a perpetual beloved the spirit loves the heart loves the spirit loves it they 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 love the beautiful flower they love the beautiful bird they love the beautiful company they love the beautiful um temperature right they love all of these things but if they were to think of them as the beloveds then there there is a problem because they don't last that they, they move on they rapidly go away 
So the spirit needs to commune with the true beloved. The true beloved is the source of all the attributes, all the qualities, all the things that we love in what we think we love in this temporal world. He is the source of the beauty that we love on the wings of the beautiful butterfly. He is the source of the provision that we love in the uh, nutrition that we get from the bread we eat. He is the source of the, um, the, the friendship and attachment uh, that we love in the company of an honest and loyal bosom friend that we have. Right? He is the source. He is the beloved that we love in all beloveds. Like the causer of all causes. Right? He is he who makes all beloveds beloved to us. And the spirit wants to know his, his existence, but also wants to feel his presence. And what bet better way to feel his presence other than? Other than prayer. Evet, fıtraten ebediyeti isteyen ve ebed için halk olunan ve ezeli ve ebedi bir zatın ayinesi olan ve nihayetsiz derecede nazik ve letafetli bulunan zi şuur bir sırrı insani, zi nur bir latife-i rabbaniye, şu kasavetli, ezici ve sıkıntılı, geçici ve zulümatlı ve boğucu olan ahval-i dünyeviye içinde Elbette teneffüse pek çok muhtaçtır ve ancak namazın penceresiyle nefes alabilir. Yes, surely. Within this world's depressive, crushing, troublesome, temporary, dark and suffocating conditions. That's the state of the world if we detach it from its creator. Right? Otherwise, you know, the, we talked about this many times. Reality is beautiful. This life is, this life is here for us to enjoy. It is a beautiful, joyous life. But, but left to its own means, right? The world is depressive, crushing, troublesome, temporary, dark, and suffocating. Within the con those conditions of the world, a conscious human secret, right? That lordly subtle faculty that we talked about, right? It is a faculty that has awareness it's conscious a conscious human secret a luminous lordly subtle faculty which demands eternity by its innate nature it's hardwired to demand eternity which demands eternity by its innate nature is created for eternity is the mirror of a pre-eternal and post-eternal entity in and of itself, it does not have eternity. It does not have this quality to even grasp what eternity is. Right? But it is created to be the mirror of an eternal one, a pre-eternal and post-eternal entity that is God and is delicate and full of subtleties to an endless degree. It's delicate. It is you know, like that butterfly that we talked about. If you hold with your fingers, you damage it. It is so delicate. So 
fragile if not protected, right? It is in much need of breathing, right? Taking a break. It, it, its sustenance is that breeze that comes from the Lord, but subtle breeze, right? The, the use of the uh, metaphor of breeze is not accidental here because there are gales, there are winds, and there are breezes. The breeze is subtle. It's as though it's there and as though it's not there, but you feel it and it's beautiful, right? It is so subtle, it is so refined that this is the realm in which it's functioning. It's functioning in this subtle realm of breezes and it needs to breathe. And it can only breathe through the window of prayer. That is the power of prayer. Now we said uh, five uh, warnings. Uh, we read through two of them, uh, inshallah. We won't start the third one because that would be too long. Just to recap, we all have this pushback in our lower souls, which is uh, provoked by Satan. Uh, to, to be lazy about our prayers. To not be enthusiastically running to take wudu and pray when the prayer time comes. To, and that laziness, uh, that pushback, is preventing us from being able to recognize prayer what, for, for what it is and um, and. and, and Take delight, pleasure, enjoy the nutrition for the heart, life, uh, water of life for the spirit, and the and the sweet breeze for the lordly subtle faculty in our existence that exist in prayer. We need to work on our lower souls. We need to train it. We need to. Uh, talk with it. We need to try to persuade it. Uh, we need to purify it, right? We need to do all of these things for one, um, we don't want it to overcome us and therefore miss our prayers and not fulfill our duty before our Lord. That that should be unthinkable, right? But also to, to start to uh, feel that delight and joy in our prayers which would then be an encouragement for us to um, do it, perform our prayers with more enthusiasm, right? Now, one caveat, uh, as a side note here, as we mentioned, that pushback of the lower soul is not just a nuisance. It has a point, it has a wisdom, right? And that is, it uh, enables us to fulfill our function in existence as worshipful slaves of our Lord, right? By, by pushing against that pushback from the lower soul, by overcoming it, we are acknowledging that God is the greatest, that God is greater than our desires. And if we put the jinn aside, right? Uh, and if there are other uh, uh, 
creatures with choice, volition, right? There is no other thing in the creation that can worship God with this meaning, with, with this notion, right? By pushing back against, uh, against a challenge, a, an urge to not worship, right? And therefore, recognizing his, that he is greater than anything, anything that including our um, own desires, right? Therefore, even when we train our lower souls and move it from um, evil commanding soul to uh, self-blaming soul to the content soul and so on and so forth, there will still remain some function associated with the lower soul that will be pushing back, right? But Dealing with that pushback at the level of the evil commanding soul and not, not giving these lessons to the, the, to the evil commanding lower soul, right, is different, uh, is different from dealing with it in those higher levels. In those higher levels, the pushback is going to be there merely to, to uh, ensure, ensure the, the, the essential human functionality in worship but in the other levels it, it, it can also be a, an instrument of satan it can also uh, pull us really down to to hellfire may god protect us so we need to work on this inshallah Subhanaka la ilmalana illa ma alamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-fatiha Allahumma salli ala